Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Bob or You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Welcome to Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, the podcast where we go back through our dusty Bibles and try to figure out what exactly they were teaching us in Sunday school. I am Tori, and uh, I was raised kind of fundamentalist evangelical, you can say that. And um, yeah, so I've read the Bible a whole bunch, more than anyone should ever read it. And now I read it for fun. But it's like cathartic and not traumatizing. Yeah. Who knows? I also have a co-host. Yes. My name is Justin. I was a pastor for many years, seminarian for a few years as well. I have a couple of degrees in the Bible. At one point, I knew biblical Greek. Uh, I now just know enough to be dangerous. It's it's not like regular Greek. It's useless. No, it's not. <laughs> it's kind of like learning theological German or latin or like zoastrian or something or or whatever dead language (laughs) that's not a language but it made sense to me at the moment no i mean it makes yeah i think i very frequently think about the fact that it's like you and i wouldn't be able to have a conversation with shakespeare because that is how much the language has changed like he would have no fucking clue what we were talking about ever so yeah i i imagine the biblical greek being four times as old as Shakespeare-ish, also has no meaning or relevance in 2022. One guy, a quick story about biblical Greek. I was I was preaching and I, I pronounced a Greek word. Cause, well, because what they do, what you have to do is when you're learning biblical Greek, you obvi- it, it makes sense to speak it out loud. But everyone in the room knows that like, we're speaking what we kind of think it may have sounded like based on modern Greek and honestly just making shit up. Like mm-hmm. there's yeah. not a, there is not a correct pronunciation of biblical Greek, like Koine Greek. It, nobody it, knows. It, nobody knows. So I pronounced a word. I forget what it was. It might've been oikos or something. It was like for house or something. And some guy came up to me later and like, tr- and said, Oh, it's actually pronounced this way. Like you, tr- you corrected my pronunciation of biblical Greek. Of and a I was like dead language of a dead language. Okay. <laughs> like, like, okay. That's cool. like someone correcting your pronunciation of Sumerian. Like <laughs> doesn't, you don't know that you don't know. At least I'm like willing to admit we're probably both wrong. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we, yes. we could not yes. go back in time and talk to Peter. Like, yeah. First off, he yeah. spoke Aramaic. Second, like, 
it's a different word. It's a different language. Anyway, so this book is wild. Uh, and that's why we talk mm-hmm. about it, because it's an endless source of material for a podcast, but also discussion. And uh, apparently people want to build governments based on it. Based on its contents. Based on its contents. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it today. The Bible was the OG content creator. <laughs> for sure proliferator talk about having like what is it like uh is it silo content or tent tent like you know like tent pole content or whatever it's like this is the original content and we just spin off of this over and Uh over and iterate Uh forever Um, yeah you can tell i have no idea how to create things on the internet i'm like uh silo content why not but you know who does know how to create shit on the internet oh tell me real bad shit apparently is one Mr. Alexander Jones. Oh, yes. The king. <laughs> the, the king of content. The warrior, of, the warrior of information, if you will. <laughs> that's that's incredible. I'm sorry. I, that never occurred to me. Oh, God. That's that's so funny because now I'm having flashbacks to like after 9-11 seeing like Infowars stickers on fucking everything. Oh, God. Anyway. Anyway, uh, so he's a piece of shit. He's a bigger piece of shit than even I knew, and I'm not a particularly gracious person (laughs) when it comes to white dudes who grift to make money off of, like, dead babies. So, you know. But yeah, so this, this adorable little guy is, like, potentially being completely thrown under the bus by his own attorneys, which we find very enjoyable and worthy of creating content yeah and, around and well because i do think during the trial one of alex jones's defenses you should say, say this I, is the trial because he so, was well i don't know what the like actual legal definition is but he had been defamation been, oh defamation okay so yeah he'd been or, claiming sorry, that damages he's being sued for damages the victims of sandy hook which was an atrocity that could have only really happened in America, I guess. Yeah, he's he's accused these families of all being crisis actors, and that and he's been saying that these things never happened, which of course leads his listeners to send all these families death threats on top of the fact that they lost their fucking child. So yeah. it's it's like I'm gonna say one of the worst things you could do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like in terms people, of victims, yeah. like in terms of victims to choose or people people to choose to target, like yeah, it's it's hard to do worse. It really is. It than people really who is. lost their five year olds, like yeah, get it together to say you but. made it up. And but one of Alex Jones's the reason we're covering it, and well, there's many reasons we're covering it, but. Alex Jones, one of his defenses, and I didn't tell Tori this beforehand because I wanted you all to hear her reaction fresh. So one of his defenses was that InfoWars is no longer that kind of show, uh, like a political show. It's uh, it's more of a Christian self-help platform. That's an actual quote from Mr. Jones. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. Now I mainly talk about philosophy and the big picture. And the show's gotten more Christian because I'm Christian. I'm moving towards doing a self-help life experience type type show and not a political show. Okay, first of all, I don't know if this is true. So there is a podcast that only covers Alex Jones called Knowledge Fight because InfoWars. Yes. So obviously. The, the, <laughs> the Venn diagram of people that listen to this show and Knowledge Fighters is 
it's not a circle, but it's it's have, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have knowledge fighters in the audience. You fighting absolutely, a good fight. absolutely. So I think that we all know, based on our listening habits, that no, he hasn't. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like, we would know this because we have people who do some of the dirtiest work on the planet and listen to his show on purpose. Yes. Yeah. They, they're doing the people's work. Um, it is not a Christian show, but that is, that is one of his defenses that he is, he is making wholesome Christian programming. And I, like, the, and that's a funny defense to be like, yeah, I may have said those things in the past, but it's not who I am. anymore. It's not who I am now. I've, I've changed. The Lord has saved me. So, so you can't hold the terrible things I said against me. <laughs> but they all do this they all every single time like the thing that comes to mind of course obviously is this like justin bieber kanye west marilyn manson worship service that happened Mm -hmm. last year i think time has no meaning and um yeah right like right when it was coming out that marilyn manson is a horrific abuser Mm -hmm. and has consistently abused his partners and then all of a sudden he's like at this sunday i don't remember what kanye calls it but his sunday service thing but it's like it's like actual worship music sometimes that they're doing it's always it's always that i'm just like i've given my life to the lord therefore you cannot hold me accountable for anything that i have done up until this point i'm not going to do differently but you cannot hold me accountable yeah that's and that that's i mean i suppose maybe alex jones is a christian now because he, I mean, he's doing because if thing. you say you are, you are. Because if you say you are, you are, and you know, I mean, it seems to work for everyone else to rehabilitate their image. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just that's, yeah. I'm. But I mean, he was also he's he was saying like this is like one of the clips of Alex Jones is him talking about how Hillary Clinton is a demon, which is like yeah. that is not what would that fall under in terms of theology other than Christianity. Right, too many. I mean, yeah, there are spirits in most religions, but that spirits are organized into armies trying to take over the government. (laughs) That's a uniquely evangelical Christian thing. Oh my god! I think. Oh my god! I mean, I've I'm not. I've not academically studied world religions. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just gonna say in our particular context. That is very much like evangelical flavor. Yeah. Is like, yeah. Going and, and praying against like evil spirits. We'll probably get into this a little bit in our actual topic. Mm-hmm. But saying that there are like, I mean, I was told this that there, there are like spirits that are in control of different areas of the country. <laughs> How convenient. Haiti was mm-hmm. also a very frequent scapegoat of. Oh, well, the demons are in charge. And by that, they mean the blacks, but whatever. Oh, um, no. <laughs> I mean, that's what they mean. Let's be honest. Yeah, but that's like, that's very evangelical theology of like, there are spirits over certain like political, I don't know, whatever areas, countries, states. This comes from Daniel, if I recall correctly. Yeah, principalities and powers. And like like fighting and like, was it Michael who was doing all the fighting in Daniel? One of the the cool, cooler angel dudes, I guess, had like a big old fight in heaven. 
<laughs> throughout about, Lucifer. Yeah. About about a thing about wherever about Babylon. You know, the demon that controlled Babylon that wasn't that wasn't Nebuchadnezzar, but the actual demon. Yeah, I think you're I think you're confusing the Bible with this present darkness, <laughs> which is a thing. Uh, okay, we gotta do an episode on that shit. Yeah, because yeah, that was uh I don't know. true. It's like Frank Peretti made that idea popular. He did for sure. Like I I mean I'm I ate it up as a as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I mean, it, I mean, it was for someone who is like fresh off the Hardy Boys. Frank Peretti was pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't gone back and read his work since high school, maybe junior high. But that was cutting edge literature in the 1990s for a 13 year old boy and evangelical spaces. Okay, so what? Are, but what are the odds that Alex Jones has has read Frank Peretti? Not I would zero. Say, I would say but, I would say it might be close to fifty percent. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say, but uh, but Sir Alex Jones is uh, in a lot of trouble because apparently his lawyers accidentally, quote unquote, you know, or perhaps they were possessed of a demon or an angel and accidentally sent a and basically a digital copy of his phone. Which, if you don't know what that means, that's sent the entire contents of his phone, like for like two years going back two years to opposing counsel, which essentially they were able to prove pretty definitively that Alex Jones has been lying on the stand repeatedly committed perjury as well as apparently there's also, and I don't, I'm not going to say one way or another, but apparently there's also been child pornography found on the servers of Infowars, which they claim has been inserted there by nefarious actors trying to frame alex jones it's spiritual warfare dude i don't yeah, know what to tell you know, demon, demon demons put that child porn a, de- uh, a demon my, did it a demon did it that's not who i am yeah the call's coming from inside the house alex <laughs> like, um uh-huh. so i i mean and i actually i i genuinely don't know about that because i i do know that it is possible that that was a malware attack too but uh, it's still it's also like Alex, buddy, you fit the profile of like. Given the circles that you run in, sir. Yeah. I do not doubt for a second that that is a thing that you would do. Yeah. And it it was wild to me is so many of these people on this like conspiracy theory, QAnon, like binge or whatever, almost always are the thing that they accuse everybody else of being. being. Yeah. Like, so almost, yeah. All these people are child pornographers, they're groomers, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, well, it turns out you had child porn all over your computer. Hmm. So I'm just out here trying to save the children, trying to save the babies from the basement of a pizza place that doesn't have a basement, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. As one does. Which I, from what I recall, that pizza place, a dude came in there armed to the teeth. Yep. Trying to f- save the kids. I-, I mean, as a decent human would, like if you genuinely Fair. thought children were being abused in the basement of a pizza place and you believed that with everything you knew and you also knew that the government was in on it, like it, I mean, it makes you a little unhinged, but I don't know that it makes you crazy to want to go in there and stop that. I mean, I think you anybody, know? yeah, I think that like that would be the compulsion of any person with 
any amount of of empathy or even self-awareness i don't even think you have to have empathy necessarily but the other thing is it's like if you're hearing about it on the internet they're not there anymore yeah like if if alex (laughs) they have moved on (laughs) if alex jones has put it on blast like they're long gone from the non-existent basement aka hell so yeah mr alex jones is you know he's he's in some trouble and i mean he's not the only one that lies about a lot of weird stuff we are our topic uh, today is we're going to talk about heaven because we're talking about parties in the Bible, and I mean, hell the, yeah, the, the ultimate, the ultimate party, party is heaven. Like, I mean, so we're told that's what I was told. Except what it's described as is not what I would consider a party. But mm-hmm. anyway, I would just like to say I'm kind of surprised that Mark Driscoll didn't move to Austin specifically to be Alex Jones's pastor. <laughs> I, I mean, there's still time. Like anything can happen. Anything could happen. I and you know why did he move to what, Phoenix, Arizona, or whatever? Like I don't know. Nobody, no of, one knows. Yeah, well, probably just because like this place is conservative enough to keep me. I don't. I don't know. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't diss on Phoenix that way. Like I don't. I've never actually been there, so maybe it's lovely. It's but, hot. Yeah, it's a dry heat though, Tori. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's fair that like a dry heat is slightly different than like it being a hundred and like eighty five percent humidity. Like that is that is just like being slowly boiled. Yeah. <laughs> but a sauna, I mean, an oven is a dry heat, and I, uh-huh. I still, I still would prefer the oven. Yeah. Well, if I had to, if I had to choose, I would take that over the sauna. But that's just me. I don't like feeling like I'm being poached. <laughs> When I leave the house. <laughs> so, yeah, when I was at Wild Goose, we we walked out of like a grocery store or something and some I forget who it said, but they said like walking outside in the south is like walking inside somebody's mouth. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, like, but so many people loved it. Yeah, no, thanks. Ohio's hot enough. Anyway, uh, so that just grifters in heaven go hand in hand go hand in hand uh you know because there was the the boy that came back from heaven not to be confused with heaven is for real which is a different white boy a different white boy who went indistinguishable from the first yes however anyway this book this book came out and it was you know essentially this kid it was in a, a horrific car accident actually and they were in a coma i think for two months and when they came back they they talked about having gone to heaven and the, the boy, six-year-old the six-year-old boy yes talked about how he had gone to heaven yes and i have a six-year-old and she has told me all kinds of things truly that i could probably write a book about <laughs> there and, is enough content and create maybe a religion around <laughs> that would not make it true though so Anyway, so he claimed to be in heaven and described his experiences and, you know, his I think it was more the dad wrote it down and then made a book about it. The boy has since recanting, has since come forward and said, like, no, but I, well, I've made it up. It was, you know, I was six. Like, <laughs> Also didn't know how to get an agent or publish a thing. So yeah. this is really on my dad. So, yeah, I mean, the parents are divorced now. I mean, it's it's kind of a whole thing, but it's just kind of like this. I don't know, this desperation, like it, it's even it's become this own genre. I think there was a, 
article I was reading, like heaven tourism, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm, books mm-hmm. are really popular amongst uh, I'm sure the Alex Jones crowd, the Alex Jones yeah. Christians. And it, it just feels like such a grift. I mean, it is a grift in some ways. I mean, I, some of them may be legitimate accounts of near death experiences that people have had. And you know, those are fascinating. We might talk about those over the next couple of weeks, but but also it's like you're exploiting your six year old. I'm sorry. Yes, you're exploiting that's, your child. That's like all there is to that for for me. Mm, just like mm, okay. Yeah, I feel weird about putting my kids on my Instagram. Truly, like, let alone writing a book about their experiences, getting it published, going on book tours with them and essentially profiting off their name against their will, by the way, after they later recanted. That's a problem. Like, yeah, Tori, didn't you say like the book still has like amazing reviews on Amazon? Yeah, it's got like 4.4 stars and like 1100 reviews on Amazon. So people are still eating that shit up. Things are things are things are not looking good, but Alex Jones is out $4 million. So I guess I guess things could always be worse. Yeah. I suppose so. Uh, oh yeah, there's another one that's 90 minutes in heaven, which you know mm-hmm. I, I remember. Uh, we might have to go over all of these at some point, like separately from the party perspective, yeah, perspective. <laughs> of like the people who have gone to heaven, because this was a very frequent trope in like Pentecostal televangelist circles. Like mm-hmm. all those guys have died and gone to heaven. Oh yeah, and had conversations with Jesus and come back. Okay, yeah, we'll get more into that later. But yeah, the point is, there's a lot of grifters out there. And occasionally, sometimes those grifters are brought to justice. What justice? Lowercase justice. Four million dollars isn't going to really hurt Alex Jones all that much. But oh, man, I really, I really thought that you were going to say some of them are the sponsors of our show. (laughs) Do a capitalism pivot. Sorry, you know, my brain just like went there. Let, let's do it. Let's pivot to capitalism. <laughs> the grift is strong. The grift is strong with this one. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. In, I don't in, know. Capitalism wants to take all of. Well, capitalism wants to take everything from you, not just your dollars. Yeah, they want your entire body, all of your productivity. They want you to hate yourself. I, sorry, before we go to capitalism, I'm going to go on yeah. a productivity kind of rant for a moment. Oh, like, okay. Like, okay. Well, because like, you know, like all these like productivity YouTubers and all this stuff and books and everything, like it's all, it's all bullshit. The self-help. Like, like, first off, like, why is the goal of my life to be productive? Like producing what for, for like first, you know, producing capital, Justin. Yeah. Hello. Producing, God's yeah. one chosen economic system. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so wild to me. And, and, and especially as someone who is neurodivergent, who has mental health issues, like it, it's all this grift of like, if you just do this system, if you buy my, if you listen to my YouTube videos, you buy my book, you, you know, get all my habits, then, then, then you'll be productive. You'll be like me. You'll be like me, productive. And like it, when you dig in almost almost every single one of these motherfuckers, like you dig into their finances and they either have a sugar mama somewhere or they got a $10 million loan from dad. Like you, you like almost every single one of them. There, there are no self-made productivity gurus. There are no mm-hmm. self-made billionaires. 
There mm-hmm. are no like, like they are not normal. Most of them are not normal people. Yeah, most of them are outliers trying to tell you that like you're just lazy. Yes. And if you worked harder, you could be like them. And I still fall for it. Not infrequently. Oh, I for sure. The amount of productivity books and hours I've spent on YouTube and money I've spent on mm-hmm. trying to like develop systems. I mean, I, I have a system that works for me and functions, but I'm also like, I'm not going to be Make it better. Yeah. Yeah. The, the obsession with like making it better. Can I be a little bit more productive today? Like productive for who? It's, for it's like, what? it's like usually for the people I'm working for, which is fine, but they're not paying me more if I'm more productive, <laughs> like, you know, like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I, yeah. like, so like, it, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm over it, I guess, as someone who struggles with ADHD and maybe some other stuff. I I'm over it. These books are not written for us. Yes. Like if you're a person with ADHD and you're a content creator and you want to talk about productivity, I'll listen to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, there are a couple of good ones out there, but most of it is like just general good mental health stuff, which is pace yourself, drink water, take breaks. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it's just, it's not, we're not going to ever like life hack our brains out of ADHD, mm-hmm. which yeah. I'm fine with, yeah. but like, yeah, all the productivity gurus definitely say that that's a thing that you can do. No, you cannot. Like, you know, unlike what the doctor said when I was diagnosed, which is that I would grow out of it. Oh no. Oh no. Or somebody. They somebody, always, they, they always say that. Some trusted person said that. I don't remember exactly. It might not have been the doctor, but it's like, no, turns out you don't uh, outgrow chemical imbalances in your brain and you just got to work around that shit. And they're not well, even imbalances. They're only less productive for capital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's on the spectrum of completely normal. Like we do not have brain damage. No, there are no TBIs here. No, it just it's hard for me to sit at a desk for 40 hours a week. Because humans didn't evolve sitting in desks. No, I, fig- I think Turns actually, the pe- I think I think the people that are good at that are genetic outliers uh-huh. that have been largely useless for most of human history. <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah, have their we, moment. They have they're have, having their yes, moment. That's true. I'm gonna let them enjoy it. Fair. That's valid. But the chaos crew over here. We were way more productive before. Yes, we were. For sure. Anyway, rant over. I just, it's okay if you're not super productive, according to the tenets of Adam Smith. Okay. Like, fuck Adam Smith. That should be the one bumper sticker I have on my car. Yes. Fuck Adam Smith. Smith. There was, sorry, I'm going to keep ranting. There was a dude, I almost. (laughs) There's a dude, a friend of mine, he's like touring Scotland and he's, he's a, he's a nice guy, but he's also very, an outspoken capitalist, I'll say. And he had like a picture of Adam Smith or something like, oh, just amazing how the world has just evolved from this one man's ideas or whatever. Like, anyway, I I almost commented on it that I'm just like, that dude lived with his mother. Like, (laughs) he wrote Wealth of Nations while living with his mother and his like sister, like managed his money for him. Like, because he had fucking ADHD. Yeah, probably. (laughs) And would just like hyper focus on a thing. Yeah. 
and needed like outside support to actually be a functional human. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have a theory that both he and Karl Marx had ADHD because the way mm-hmm. people describe people would describe Karl Marx when they describe his house. I'm like, dude, that's like my house. Just piles of crap everywhere. Like, <laughs> no. like, 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 anyway, like, so it's like this dude, like, but unfortunately, Adam Smith had the lack of self-awareness to write how like women's work had no economic value while women were doing his work for him. doing his work for him anyway keeping him housed yeah fuck adam smith all right uh-huh. enjoy your capitalism folks we'll be back first corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth and this podcast is just that here at the speaking in church podcast we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Welcome back. Thanks for putting up with that capitalism. I have now calmed down slightly. From my... If we're honest, people with ADHD are never calm. That's true. Have you yeah. noticed how your heart rate is always like ninety or a hundred just when you're talking? Yeah, like I can look <laughs> at my, I can look at my watch and be like, uh, "Wait a second!" Like I'm literally sitting here. Yeah, I feel like we're just, I feel like we're just never chill, which is fine. I'm okay with that. But some really cool, not chill people have decided to become patrons uh, this week um, in our growing church of go home Bibleness. Actually, I just want to say just before we even get to patrons, just our podcast has grown, I think, a lot more than Tori and I maybe ever would have expected when we had a maybe drunken DM conversation. Yeah, that was just like, maybe we should do this. And see where it goes. Uh, so I, I just want to say thank you so much for everyone that listens. This is um, this has been a lot of fun, and I want to keep doing it. And yeah, thank you so much for continuing to listen to us. It's uh, oh, it's pretty cool. So, but we have some patrons to get to, some new folks this week, which I'm very excited about. Uh, we have a couple of folks that have started. Uh, first off, we have Cortland is now a deacon, which I'm very happy about. Uh, Cortland's Cortland was a friend of the pod beforehand, but Cortland, lovely. Uh, he's a deacon, as well as Max is also a deacon in this uh, in this new growing church of ours. We also have a new youth pastor, Andrew. And so Andrew is, uh, as is our tradition, uh, we give everyone that pledges uh, the $12 and above, they get a life verse that that we find, but it's really the Lord that gives it to you. It's the Holy um, Spirit. It is. Yeah, it is the Holy Spirit itself, trademark, that gives you this verse. So, <laughs> nice. so we have two of these to give out. We're going to give out Andrew's first. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I got my leather bound Bible here. You can, you can hear its wonderful pages. It took me way too long to find this. So I'm just going to close my eyes. I'm going to randomly just pick a place. Okay, here we go. So Andrew, this is your verse. This is Matthew chapter 23, verse 19. You blind men, which is greater, the gift 
or the altar that makes the gift sacred. Oh my god. So, Andrew. Now you know. Now you know. You can live your entire life based on that yes. one verse. Yes. Inspired yeah. by the Holy Spirit. Yep, exactly. So there you go. Uh, we also have a new senior pastor, Elise, and they also get a life verse as well as some other things for being a senior pastor. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to take my Bible, close my eyes, randomly dispense the word of the Lord. Okay. Oh, Ezekiel. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Ezekiel chapter one, verse seven. Uh, their legs were straight. Their feet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Okay. This, Tori, this is the Lord's words here. I know. That's why I'm apologizing. <laughs> All right. I will start again. Their legs were straight. Their feet. <laughs> I can't even get that. <laughs> You can't do it either. You got me. I got the giggles now. All right. Sorry. Their legs are straight. Their feet were like those of a calf. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay, this is boring. All right. This, um, I don't think of calves as having straight legs, but whatever. Yeah. Their legs were straight. Their feet were like those of a calf and gleamed like burnished bronze. <laughs> so, I don't know, Lise. May your legs always be straight like a calf. <laughs> Like, so not straight. <laughs> so not straight at all. <laughs> Have you ever seen a calf try to walk? It's not. There's uncoordinated motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> at least there's burnished bronze. That's true. In there. AKA rose gold. <laughs> yeah. So thank you to all of our patrons for, you know, continuing to, you know, fund this uh, little show we've got going on here. We are steadily climbing towards our goal of getting uh, 50 patrons, and then we'll do a listener hangout in Washington, D.C. And we've also maybe we'll partner some with some other folks to do other little hangouts and things throughout the country. So it's not just going to be that one, but we're very excited just about where things are going. So uh, thank you all for. Yeah, thank you for contributing. Keeping the dream alive. Yep. So Tori, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about heaven and we're going to talk partying in heaven. Is there particular drinking game that maybe you the ultimate party the ultimate party before we i think get into that this. i think that i think that we have to be honest about the fact that like since there won't be any drinking in heaven maybe 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 the drinking game is just to stay sober <laughs> stay just to get us in the mood for yeah. heaven yeah for the for the apparently very interesting place that heaven is because god is there who does not strike me as particularly interesting frankly Mm. but you know that's neither here nor there heaven is so good you'll want to stay sober for it no i mean i think it's so good that you're like i really i'm gonna need to self-medicate a little bit if i'm gonna be here for more than like you know 2500 years yeah so, and I guess that fits for the month of August. I'm trying not to drink. So there we go. Hey, look at us. The Holy Spirit is working once again. And once again, all coincidences <laughs> are the Holy Spirit. So, so heaven, uh, what, when you think about heaven, even evangelical heaven, I feel like we, we need to, you know, we need to clarify, clarify. This is evangelical heaven. When you think of evangelical heaven, Tori, what, what were you taught was going to be your eternity? Um, yeah, so I was taught a lot about the four beasts 
in Revelation in the book of Revelation that oh, are wow. covered in eyes. Really this is jumping right in. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just I'm I we did we did not fuck around with the Bible, okay? <laughs> this was very serious. This was a serious endeavor. And uh yeah, I I remember like reading about these like scary creatures that were covered in eyes and I and feathers and wings and had voices like many rivers or something which like i don't know i was like maybe it's like idris elba situation i'm fine with that and yeah so the idea was i mean it was pretty straightforward like like evangelical witchcraft (laughs) you say the spell and then you get to go to heaven like yeah and that was really all there was to it. it it was like okay well what if somebody was on their deathbed and like at the last minute like said the prayer and they're like well you get it Mm -hmm. right and it's like well hitler could be in heaven because he may have repented right before he killed himself so the theology behind it is completely off the wall like batshit bananas it's just it's there's no there's no consistency to it it sounds terrible to me (laughs) like little me little tori did not want to go to heaven i thought that sounded fucking awful so I had spent time kind of scheming to like have a conversation to kind of like pull God to the side and be like, Hey, I've been here for a minute. Can you let me go now? Yeah. Yeah. This I, was my grand plan. I think what got guys. me, especially about the whole beasts thing is that like, like <laughs> they don't rest day and night and they're like, all, all they ever say is holy, holy, holy Lord God almighty, which was and is and is to come. Which is it? Which which was which God? Which interesting? Which which interesting? Whom was? (laughs) Whomst? Whomst? (laughs) I'm just I'm just always curious by about God's pronouns. Yeah, I mean, honestly, these are pretty ambiguous pronouns, frankly. For real, you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah, that's the thing. But like, it's like that over and over and over, day and night, no rest, no sleep, no nothing. These poor creatures. There is rest. No, like, listen. Well, okay, okay. Maybe the creatures don't get to rest. They have some very serious vocal fry yes. at this point, and probably resent their existence. But because they're but, covered in eyes, you can't. This is like this. This that's a curse. Yes. Okay. Can we be honest? Like, you're going to be covered in eyes. How that do is, you that sit is, down? That is a curse. Like, yeah. yeah. How do you sleep? You can't. You can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you have a conversation? Because nobody knows where to look. Nobody's gonna like which eyes do you want me to look at? This is that's a real thing that nobody could answer. So yeah, heaven was very serious. I remember I was probably it was before I went to big kids church, which I think was kindergarten, but it could have been first grade before. Yeah, so in Sunday school, they did this whole like you're gonna burn in hell forever if you don't accept Jesus into your heart. And like I said, I was four or five years old being told this by adults. Uh, yeah, I was young. I don't know that there was ever a time I was not Christ- a Christian. You know, when I was younger, it just kind of, you know, I, I prayed the prayer many times. I, I think I don't know if I had the same fear of heaven. But I did think like if I think I had this thing where it was like, okay, if heaven is supposed to be a church service and church services are boring, like church is wrong, not heaven is wrong. Like I would kind of see it that way. Like, like, okay, so heaven is supposed to be awesome and it's supposed to be kind of like what we do at church and church sucks. So 
church must be the thing that's wrong. Hence why I went into ministry and tried to fix everything and it crashed and burned. My story there is not unique. So, but I also think maybe it was like youth group time too. It kind of just became like a, well, we'll just hang out all the time, like together and we'll have like flying hot tubs and it'll like, and whatever we want will be provided for us, you know, infinite ice cream. So like there was a season in my life where like that was kind of what was heaven was supposed to be like, but what you're not thinking about because you're trained to not think about it is like all of the people that are in hell while you're enjoying all this bullshit, you know? Okay. But I have, I have a scripture for you. Oh, you you do. Yeah. Yes, I do. You need to just hang on for a second. Okay. Well, I, uh, please, please. Please provide me with a guilt-free heaven. <laughs> there will be in heaven. There will be no regrets. Oh. I don't know if you have heard this yet. Okay. But as someone with special access to uh white Jesus when he's not busy deleting text messages from January 6th. <laughs> um <laughs> You're not nobody. We're not going to regret anything. So we're. Oh. I, I don't know if that means if that means like the men in black, like, hey, look at this little thing. I'm going to zap your memory, or yeah. or like how that shakes out. But this is. I'm told that there's going to be no remorse and no regrets. And I've just knowing myself, I would be the person that's like something is off here. Like what is what is wrong? I need to figure this out. Yeah, like, like, I don't know, like, that's, that's probably something that would have attracted me at some point. But now, like that I am a more, I would like to think I'm more of a morally developed human, right? That sounds like a bad idea. Well, (laughs) that to me is interesting. I'm sorry, I totally interrupted you. No, you're fine. I was just gonna say, like, the no regrets piece, coupled with the we're just gonna hang out forever piece. And when you consider the fact that like none of us were taught like respectful communication, none of us were taught how to have hard conversations. None of us were given any kind of a framework to like deal with actual people. Yeah. So it's like, this is actually, you're, you're setting up like infinite conflicts that no one feels bad about. That nobody, we all feel great about it. We're all going to be hurting each other's feelings all the goddamn time. And it's going to be fine because no regrets. Can I get that tattoo in heaven? Yeah, no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> yeah. This is what I need. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So there was a Christianity Today article that kind of talking about this. Like, they had, you know, will we have emotions in heaven? It will we, you know, you know and and then it's, it's, it's a nice article, I guess, that talks about, you know, there's there's some kind of transformation, but we don't know much about it. But we'll, you know, it's like, so, you know, maybe we'll have, but then he quotes like both Thomas Aquinas and Augustine or Augustine, whatever, um, which are oh no men known for their emotional intelligence. intelligence. <laughs> um, oh, this is bad. So you know they will be no less passionate, but they will be less passive. Huh? Um, Thomas Aquinas opines that sexual enjoyment was greater, not less, before the fall. Um, what does maybe, that have so to maybe, do with anything? 
I don't know, since sin always harms, never helps. Every uh, and Augustine opines a lot of opining here. Clearly, that in heaven, that in heaven, the joy that we receive from God and our souls will overflow into our resurrection bodies in a voluptuous torrent of pleasure. Okay, so was was this was this Thomas Aquinas or was this Christianity Today? This- well, yeah, it kind of blurs the lines here. Oh, nice. Of course. Because it's because it's like the Augustine opines is obviously Christianity today that in heaven, the joy we receive from God will, quote unquote, overflow into our resurrection bodies in a, quote unquote, voluptuous torrent mm-hmm. of pleasure. So uh, overflow and voluptuous torrent are Augustine's words. Oh, Whether okay. anything else is his words, I don't know. But I I just find it funny that in a question about emotions they punted to two famously sexually repressed theologians <laughs> talking about being over overflown <laughs> by god's god's presence inside their resurrection body okay so this is just um, this is just like constant orgasms which again is torture if yes. all you could ever experience was orgasms you would want to die. It'd be great for like maybe five minutes. Maybe. Like maybe and then you'd be like, can I take a breath? <laughs> yeah. This like sound, it's like the entire concept is awful. Yeah. Like, well, it's because like as you mature, you begin to understand that a certain amount of like not orgasming makes the orgasming better. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a certain amount of a certain amount of being hungry makes food better. A certain amount of sadness makes happiness better. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I say a certain amount because it's not there's it's not the there's same for certain, everyone. It's not the same for everyone. But like the idea that it's happy, joy, fun, fun times all the time, forever, never ceasing with God on top of it voluptuously <laughs> caressing your resurrection body or whatever they're talking about. Whatever like, the fuck. I just am like, that doesn't sound good. It's, it sounds like, you know, there's those like horrifying predictions about artificial intelligence where like, if we make our artificial intelligence that is, you know, make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. Like, well, an artificial intelligence could like do like a matrix thing where it just like captures all of us and shoves electrodes in our brain and just stimulates our happy pleasure centers until we die. <laughs> like it's while fulfilled the task us, of making us happy while using us as batteries <laughs> while using us as batteries, you know, like, so it's like that, that that's kind of what heaven feels like. It feels like mm-hmm. a or one of those like AI like picture generators that are all over the internet now, uh-huh. or just like you know, hum- like typing in human happiness, <laughs> like whatever pops up. Oh dear God! <laughs> Who know? knows? Like, no one knows. No one knows. Like that's what evangelical heaven seems like to me now. And yeah, well, I think when I was a pastor, I will say that I kind of got a different view of heaven and now that i know a little bit more about mormonism it's probably a more mormon view of heaven not the like sex and like becoming a god but more of the like we will have time to explore all facets of being a human and the universe and all of these things it's kind of how i viewed the afterlife Hmm. 
you know, kind of near, especially near the end of my run, <laughs> you know, because I think that was the only kind of heaven I could accept mm-hmm. was one where uh, it was basically this, but without all the shitty parts, which is fine. I mean, honestly, th- that's what spoiler alert uh, mm-hmm. for the good place. That's kind of what the good place mm-hmm. ended up being. Yeah. And 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 you had the option to leave. Right. I was thinking about after, that today. After so many Jeremy Baramies or whatever. <laughs> like it, I think and I think that that to me that's the only heaven that would make sense to me. Because be there's heaven. consent. Because there's consent, there's time, you know, you get time to do the things maybe you'd never had a chance to do because but of it's life on, circumstances. It's on your terms. I think that yeah. is what that was what really stuck out to me because uh, I was thinking about the part where Chidi was like I, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm done. And Eleanor's like, no, you're not. No, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think so. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, no, I really do. Like we've, we've done this and I think I'm ready to go now. <laughs> it was like, but that is such, to me, that's a really important kind of piece of the story is that you, you still have agency, right? Yeah. You are not trapped in this like human zoo for all of eternity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that's because because I think like if we're going to play out the good place scenario, it's like I, there were some people that'll be like five minutes into the afterlife, like check me out. Mm-hmm. Fuck this shit. Fair. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I'm done. I could be one of those people. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And and that's fine. You know, we'll be there for your party. You walk through the door. You become one with the universe. Good yep. for you. Like and there might be people that stick around for a fucking long time or maybe forever whatever Maybe. that means yeah. you know they might want to I don't who knows but like yeah I think that's what yeah that's what struck me so much and the fact that it, the heaven that we've always imagined has a complete lack of consent it's like you as a human get consent and autonomy for this like very brief amount of time and then that determines the rest of your existence like for eternity and then you have no autonomy after that like that it makes like sense both why, of them sound like hell it makes sense why white evangelicals are so obsessed with heaven though now like that makes perfect sense because there's no autonomy yeah there's no autonomy there's no consent there's no like because yeah i mean there were people that you know when when i would even talk about like maybe heavens like we have mansions and we zoom around on cool flying cloud cars or whatever mm-hmm. Like, no, heaven's just going to be like us worshiping God all the time. And it's going to be amazing. Like, no, it's not. That sounds awful. Like, (laughs) I'm going to take my cloud car elsewhere. Uh, Um, I will see you in hell, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can I just like, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to do this thing because I Googled earlier. Well, actually, no, before before I even get into that, Justin, which of the three heavens would you like to go to? Oh, well. Paul was caught up into the though he I'm sorry actually I just refreshed my memory. Mm. Uh Paul knew of a man. This is so it's folks, hearsay. This is hearsay. I know this, a guy who knows Honestly, a guy. this is now my favorite verse. Now that I've revisited it, I, I don't know if it, listeners of you experienced this but like where you have all this bible knowledge cuz you you read it probably umpteen million times as a kid but it's like all banging around in there and you haven't revisited all of it but when you do revisit it it's like holy shit like this is insane (laughs) 
<laughs> so I revisited the the two Corinthians passage, nice. uh, chapter tw- yeah two Corinthians chapter twelve, where Paul talks about. I was I thought like Paul was talking about being caught up in the third heaven, but oh no, like so should I read this story? It's just insane. I'm sorry. Oh no, do it absolutely. Chapter twelve. It is necessary to go on boasting, which is the most fucking Paul thing ever to say. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, this. Uh, Sorry, I'm, it is so, necessary that I. This he had no empathy. Yeah. Anyway, continue. None, though it is not profitable. I will go on <laughs> to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago. This sounds like a so biblically. You're saying you knew a man uh, biblically. Yeah, <laughs> I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not I don't know, know. God knows, was caught up to the third heaven. So he's like, I know a guy and and I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I don't know. God knows, uh, was caught up into paradise and heard things too sacred to be put into words, things that a person is not permitted to speak on behalf of such an individual. I will boast. Because that guy can't talk about it. Because Jesus told him. He can't talk about it. So I will. My God. But on my behalf, I will not boast except about my weakness. For even if I wish to boast, I will not be a fool. For I would be telling the truth. But I refrain. What? That is so fucking arrogant. (laughs) Sorry. Keep going. I'm so I'm so sorry. For this is so that no one may regard me beyond what he sees in me or what he hears from me even because of the extraordinary character of the revelations that he didn't even receive folks. <laughs> this is word salad. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then no he sense. talks about, he talks about how, so he's not arrogant and he gets a thorn in the flesh. Da, 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 da. We can talk oh, right. About he's yeah. You're not I, arrogant. Whole, okay, Paul. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Satan himself gave me a thorn folks. That's how not, that's how not I arrogant am. I am. I'm so important that the devil himself showed up to give me a thorn. We had tea. It was wonderful. Oh, it's sorry. It's a messenger of Satan. So maybe not Satan himself. It's Satan's. It's Satan's assistant. Yeah. Satan's the assistant to the regional manager (laughs) showed up and gave me a thorn, folks, so that I would not be arrogant about boasting about this guy I knew 14 years ago <laughs> who tripped balls and went to paradise. Oh, man. Or the third heaven. Same Whether same. in the body or not in the body, I don't know. Only God knows. There's no way to know. <laughs> There's no way to know. So anyway, if I had to go to a heaven, I, I imagine Paul is mucking around in the third heaven. So not, not that, that one. one. I don't know if there's more than three or one or two or four through seven i suppose oh not three. Oh my god oh my god okay i was i so i was taught that the 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 three heavens were like the atmosphere so we're killing the first one apparently um okay. outer space is the second and heaven heaven where god lives is the third heaven Okay. Don't know precisely where this came from. Could have been something that some adult in my life just pulled out of their ass. There's no way to know. I mean, it makes sense. All it makes is sense. (laughs) (laughs) 
there is like kind of an alternative because I I grew up you know kind of charismatic very very charismatic frankly there is this sort of alternative take that the only person that I can recall who who made this argument was Rick Joyner who is a white Christian nationalist but anyway 20 30 years ago he was writing books about like spiritual warfare like how to but how to actually do spiritual warfare and it included very very important advice about why being vegetarian or vegan means that you cannot effectively fight demons and had scriptures to back this up (laughs) and uh yeah so it was like you need to actually eat beef otherwise the demons will get you but his his hypothesis, his heaven hypothesis, is that uh, heaven is a caste system, uh-huh. a permanent a permanent caste. Like you can't move up or down. Mm. Uh huh. So it just depends on like how good you are. So someone like him who has like many many crowns, whatever, like the loyalty rewards points, like he gets to go to the best heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with like the little the little old grandmas who spent. 78% of their life praying for their grandchildren, even though, you know, the rest of the world, like, I guess, fuck those guys. And the not good Christians, like the Christians who were sort of, you know, mediocre, they get to like middle heaven. And then there's like a low heaven, which is you're basically like the servants. It's the servants. And there is an ant infestation because it's also the fetuses. Yeah, this is starting to sound like like <laughs> Thetan levels or something from Scientology. Okay, this guy, this is like this, to 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 quote Joe Biden, Rick Joyner is a bad dude. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not we're not gonna go with any of that. I did, however, print out a thing that was um well. So I, what I googled was, what will it be like in heaven? Mm-hmm. Anyway, don't Google that because there's... And our AI overlords bestowed upon you. Oh, my God. So I found uh, I found this website. I don't know what this even means. It's called Blue Letter Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So your Bible, like Jesus's words are in blue. So I don't know, whatever. And anyway... They actually do... That, actually, that site actually does have a lot of like original language stuff, but it's... I did um... notice, <laughs> like... When you click on the little like double A to like you can change like the font size, you can change the you can change the font, you can switch it to original Greek or Hebrew and change the fonts of yeah. those. You can also switch yeah. it to modern Greek or it's so weird. Every, and yeah. like and it's, I I don't know. It's not well it's not a well designed site. It's but, horrible. Um, but yeah, if you need to like Google a verse and get the Strong's numbers for Strong's concordance, it's not a bad site. Yeah, I spent way too much time in the concordance as a kid, so that's really sad. Anyway, uh, this this guy named Don Stewart wrote like a whole little article about what heaven will be like, which I really appreciated that he did all of this work for me because it's six pages long. Oh my lord. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he just kind of like goes goes through the things, and I just I'm not gonna read all of it because why? We our mm-hmm. lives are too short for that shit. No, I'm looking at it now. So, but I did really like the highlights. Obviously, the first one is well. He, okay, so he starts it out by saying the Bible tells us many things about the character or nature of heaven. 
the presence of God, which apparently, so apparently heaven is the presence of God. And that's just mm-hmm. that wherever, wherever God is, is heaven. So let's not go there. Anyway, obviously first thing, number one, no death it says in heaven, there will be no death. This entire article, he cherry picks these random ass verses and shoves them in no context, no nothing. And is like, ta-da, I proved it. Mm-hmm. I proved it. One verse. One verse. Death. And uh, so the verses that he puts in here. Oh, gosh, they're not even connected. Uh, it says then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. There shall be no more death. So cribbing off the Greeks, apparently. It's like, who the fuck mm-hmm. is Hades? It's yeah. not just our gods. <laughs> it's not just our God, right? Like there are other gods. They also go to hell. Yeah, they go to hell. The other gods. Not here for that. Number two is no tears. So no sadness. Again, cherry picked verses. Number three is free from impurity, which is, in mm-hmm. my opinion, a wild ass thing for a white man to be saying, because y'all were the dirtiest motherfuckers on the planet. Streets, sewers, same diff. So anyway, this is like this feels like to me, knowing a little bit of that history of like cleanliness and like how white people sort of made that their thing, even though it objectively was not. Yeah, we just we show dirt easier because of our skin color. It's not that we're more dirty. We're just lighter. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, the verse here is Revelation 21, 27, which says, but nothing unclean will enter it, apparently in it being heaven, nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehood, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And anyway, so yeah, cleanliness. Define purity, Don. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cleanliness is code for a thing in whiteness. And uh, that's that ties all the way back to like purity culture. We could go all over the fucking place with this article, Justin. Number four is free from darkness, beside which I wrote, y'all are fucking racist. No notes. Yeah, he just <laughs> he just put impurity right next to darkness and just let it let it stand. Uh-huh. Yeah. So number five is home of righteousness. What does that mean? And and why is this uh, is this a pitch? Because you, like, like, you suck at it. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, the um, home of righteousness. Home of, That's what makes sold so, me. Makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Six is reunion with saved loved ones. So fuck them other guys. Apparently. The impure and the dark, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, so that's where your other family members are going to be is with the impure and the dark peoples. Yeah. Seven is perfect rest, except he contradicts us several points later. And I saw that's what I wrote down. I was like, except there's like busy work in heaven forever, according to this particular article. We'll get to that in a second. Number eight is believers will be perfected. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> uh, under the perfection, though, is the body change. Okay. Bodies change. Bodies of mm-hmm. believers will be changed. They will be like that of the resurrected Christ. Which was like you have holes in your hands. Like, what does that mean? Like, the what parts yeah, like, of the resurrected Christ are so, you talking about? I mean, the resurrected Christ does not have like a healing factor. So, like, are we just going to keep accumulating cuts and bruises throughout like eternity? Hey, look, check out this hole in my side. That's what Paul was yeah. talking about. He's like the thorn. Yeah. It was the same, same, same. It was the same as what Jesus same, same. had. Yeah, same, same. I put it there myself, but you know. But it you was know. a messenger from Satan. But you know. You know. 
It was to make me more like Christ. Because I'm not arrogant. <laughs> right? Because I'm not. I mean, I need to boast, but it's not out of pride or arrogance. It's just I could boast about my friend's acid trip it's from 14 years truth. ago. <laughs> I'm not bragging. I'm just being honest. Oh, the other part of this this business is you get a new mind. Mm. What again? And the so then you're not you, right? Yeah, this is this is like some get out shit. You're like yeah, getting a new the, brain the, put in, or like the transporter problem. <laughs> you know who who are you exactly? The verse oh. here is um for the new mind argument. He says the verse is first first Corinthians thirteen twelve. Now I know in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. That is completely fucking irrelevant. Thank you, Dawn, or whatever your name is. Number nine is all our needs will be met. Not going to get stuck on that because um, I think that everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I feel a way about uh, all of the all of the things that God is not doing right now. So I'm like, I'm not going to give you a cookie for meeting the needs of some people when you can meet everybody's needs and you just choose not to. Yeah, we should redistribute the wealth of heaven. Truly. Now. Yeah. Not and not just to us, to like the other to like the other societies in the universe. Anyway, number 10 is we shall see God. Okay, that's why wasn't that fun. stated up front? How if God's such a selling point. How delightful bearing it. How delightful. Yeah. Because God is also sorry, I was gonna say something really I was gonna go maybe a little overboard even for God, who I think is a jackass. One of the one of the notes here is face to face. So we shall see God face to face. No thanks, not into that. Number 11 is... Oh, but wait, go, Tori. Go. They shall see his face. This is from Revelation, the cherry pick verse. Mm-hmm. And his name shall be on their foreheads. Okay. So... So he's fucking with know. us. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know why there aren't evangelical Christians out there with God's name tattooed on their forehead Please already. do not give Alex Jones any ideas. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm sure that doesn't exist. <laughs> But I'm just saying, if you wanted to get ready for heaven, you could. Yeah, you could get a jump start. Go get a tattoo. Get a jump start on your forehead. Get a big. Get a big. Jehovah. Jehovah. <laughs> it really is a word. It's like anyway. it's in Hebrew, and it actually says goat testicles, but you think it yeah. says Yahweh. Um, yeah. So. Get get a big El Shaddai across your forehead. <laughs> just like all the tits. That's what I'll get on my forehead. <laughs> all the tits. <laughs> Same God. Same, Same dude. God guy. It's, it's a dude. dude. So number 11, I find particularly egregious. It is service. That is one of the yeah. benefits of heaven is service. It says, although heaven will be a place of rest, there is still service to God that will be performed. What the first fuck? Off, first off, phrasing. <laughs> like phrasing. Service what kinds to of God services that will be performed. God- <laughs> yeah. What? What kind of services? Okay, he's got my name tattooed. I got my his name on my like, forehead. What else do you want, bro? Yeah, come on, what else give do you me want? a break. Also, like, there's fucking room service. I have a mansion. What do I have to do? Like, you're saying, I mm-hmm. like, I literally wrote like so dot 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 slavery. Because <laughs> again, again, no consent. I refuse to participate in the seven. <laughs> no, it sounds awful. No consent. You just have to. You just have to show up and do your chores. So I'm like, I already lived through this shit. I will, I will try how. We'll see how it goes. So number twelve is worship. Hang on to that. Put a pin in that. Number thirteen yeah. is experience the richness of His grace. What does this mean? What does it mean? 
Like, the richness of like, his grace. I mean, if it is, it is, if it is a voluptuous overflowing, perhaps. But yeah, and it's like, this is, is this like, is this like a face shot? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what is? I don't know. What is the richness of his grace? What is, is I don't this want, code for something? I don't want to. I don't want to know. I think is what I. The conclusion that I have come to. <laughs> so that he might show the immeasurable richness of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Not seeing a lot of kindness, bro, but okay. Yeah, so 14 is singing. How is that different from worship? Sounds terrible. Mm, I don't know. Again. <laughs> we should rate these. Zero out of ten. <laughs> You're like, this is awful. Uh, number 15 is ruling. So, like, this is hella white Jesus bullshit. Like, we're all going to be little rulers with Christ. We're going to reign with him. Second Timothy. So, we're going to rule and serve and rest and get a face shot <laughs> like what what's happening in this place See, again it's like it's and it's very vague which is convenient it's it's i don't know i don't know it's very vague this is i'm sorry but this is like supposed to, like blue letter bible like bills itself as this like scholarly website but they they wrote what amounts to a listicle <laughs> they did about heaven Six pages long. The yeah, they fit like this listicle. I mean, I, we'll, we're going to keep going, but I'm losing. You're losing interest. There's like I'm losing left. interest in heaven. Wait, no, no, no. This is great. This is perfect. No, hold on to that thought right now. Number fifteen. <laughs> number okay. uh, fifteen is ruling. Number sixteen is eating and drinking. Again, like I think we're going to be too busy getting God off or something. Uh, but number seventeen <laughs> is no boredom. <laughs> oh, the last one. Is no boredom. <laughs> so, Sounds so it's unboring. Like... It's so unboring. Love... You have to tell people that it's not boring. Yeah. Like, guys, this isn't boring. Trust me. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I do appreciate was... Don Stewart for making that list for me because I found that fucking hysterical. Yeah. There will be no boredom in heaven. Because everyone wants to be there. Because you're just getting jizzed in the face all day. <laughs> I don't know how that became a thing, but it is. Rich, um, the richness of his grace. Yeah. In the face. Or I guess the side, if you're Paul. <laughs> you're going to go all the way. Well, I don't know if you've seen the artwork of Jesus' wound in the side. It looks a but lot like a vulva. It's it's very um <laughs> I was gonna say very vaginal, but it's more vulvular. Um, I didn't know that was a word. I, have to be, I just made it up. <laughs> I have to be honest, I didn't know that was a word. Yeah. Oh god. So, yeah, very so uh yeah. Not boring, guys. <laughs> that that would not be boring. Watching Paul get pegged in the side <laughs> would not be boring. I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Somehow don't we made heaven <laughs> truly pornographic. Awful. Pornographic. I, I don't know why anyone is surprised, actually. Uh, we started this podcast speculating about what it'd be like to fuck an angel. So again, this but this isn't us. Like this is literally the Bible making this these inappropriate the comments. That's true. It is. We're just we're taking them to their logical conclusion here. That's literally um, all that's happening. 
It's yeah, fine. That's the only thing. Yeah. We're not dirty. You're just not creative. <laughs> that's what I see. Uh-huh. That's what's happening yeah. here. Um, so but I mean I think that we both we both mentioned the fact that like we'd maybe be interested in heaven if there were sex involved. I, yeah. for one, am of the opinion that we all get like Barbie and Ken parts. So it's just like pretty smooth everywhere. Nothing, nothing, no, no, no bits that yeah. can come into contact with one another. Yeah. Suppose we could make this a poll. Mm. Do we have sex organs in heaven or are we smooth? But... And if we have them still, is nu- so is nudity still considered sex in heaven? Yeah. And can you do anything? If you keep all your stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like almost like, okay, so <laughs> if I keep my parts yes. and I can get naked, mm-hmm. whether it's allowed or not, I'm having sex. And things heaven. are happening. <laughs> things are happening. Consensually, of course. You put us here forever. You gave us all mansions, which, which privacy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, you gave us parts. We have nothing to do. Literally nothing to do in this entire fucking space. Yeah, except singing and fucking. getting served by the Lord. Yeah. So, and oh man, but you know what? And if if we're the body of Christ, we might be getting fucked all the goddamn time. Yeah. So the bride of Christ. Excuse me. You were getting. Yeah. You were getting some Jesus dick. <laughs> I actually got this from Bradley Onishi. So he, he really, he really put me onto this. He's this idea of like, the Bible clearly says I am the bride of Christ. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess that that means that I am on, on a spiritual level, female and also somebody's property. This is why I don't understand these Theobros like, opining to use Christianity today's word about how like the church is too feminine. Okay. Literally the church is described as As a bride, the bride, the, with the the female bride of Christ. It's the male Um, bride. It's the, yeah. Like, so like (laughs) you probably ought to start acting female Mark Driscoll. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, you're prepare. not the one that's going to be fucking anybody in heaven. Yeah, prepare yourself to receive the Lord. You know, like because I feel like that's what that is more likely to be what happens. Oh my god, that is in so this god. ultimate party. I really that is hope heaven. that someone sends this episode to him. I'm not going to lie. I just feel yes. like I, we're doing him a favor by letting him know what's actually going to be taking place here. Hang on yeah, just one second. I, I don't want people to be surprised. Right, exactly. Preparation. I hear that preparation is key to a, a good time with that. So mm, yes, exactly. Exactly. So, prepare the way for the love. <laughs> prepare you. <laughs> I don't know. I feel okay. like I feel like I feel like we are now at a at a new level of Bibling that yeah. literally everything is sexual because the bride of christ well once you make one thing in the bible sexual tory it's all sexual yeah i suppose that's but we again we didn't do that no it was like this when we got it 
<laughs> this was like this when we found it. I didn't put the bride of Christ in there. Nobody you did. did. I didn't put the phrase prepare ye the way of the Lord in there. You did. I just put two and two together. Oh my gosh. I mean with okay. my beautiful mind. Okay. Like, so yeah, whatever. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm I it's like maybe maybe I am interested after all. I'm interested in heaven. You know, I think heaven is a party that I want to go to and maybe just kind of like um you know, read the room, check it out, make make a make a pass, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then either do the Irish goodbye or uh, enjoy what is there. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm very, I'm, I'm very here for this. I'm also like, I don't know if Jesus is into butt stuff. This is a very compelling argument for me as a person. <laughs> like, I, I could be down for this. Yeah, like. <laughs> Okay. Like I'll talk I'm like if you're willing if you're willing to talk to me about it, I'll talk to you about it. How about that? So are are we going to have a teacher that's Jesus is into butt stuff? I feel like that's too much. I think I feel like maybe yeah, I think Jesus is into butt stuff. Yeah. What it should say. I would like to believe. <laughs> According to the text, I'm sorry. <laughs> Based on the text, I believe that Jesus <laughs> is into butt stuff and also has a bunch of other or at very least paul was and Mm. Mm. decided to you know but jesus jesus might have all these really intense kinky things going on because he has so many extra holes like that shit might be real good there is a there is a torture fetish as well so he has a lot of extra holes and a torture fetish yeah (laughs) jesus is into butt stuff that is what we're saying I think the evidence is irrefutable at this point. <laughs> the Bible is clear. We need to write a book called The Case for Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Being into butt stuff. That would be so funny. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. That is that, that this is incredible. I did not think that this is where this was going. I thought this is maybe going to be a slightly boring episode because I think heaven is really boring. I don't know. You know, this, if we're there, it's going to be a good time. Jesus is a switch, and I think I can probably, I think I can probably, probably rock with that. All right, um, God is a, God uh, is an incel. <laughs> <laughs> you see, God is locked in a room. He's like ADHD sound chamber with these beasts screaming at him, and Jesus is out having a good time with the people. Yep. Like, yep. I feel like maybe that is what heaven is like. See, I could get with that. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't go into God's room. You'll be fine. You got those beasts screaming at him 24-7. He seems pretty happy there. We can do whatever we want now. Oh my gosh, yeah, right? Get rid of that dude. He'll be fine. He is immortal. So getting rid of him will be uh getting rid of him will be a little difficult. Yeah. But the beasts keep him calm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just I hear his face is like lightning and he sits on a rock made of carnelian. And then like... also really like showing people his ass. <laughs> like father, like son, I suppose. I am my father before me. So Stop. Okay, we have to end this fucking episode right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm quoting the text, Tori. 
I'm, I'm d- just quoting I, it. You, we've crossed a line. We can we can come back and cross another time. Just this episode yeah. is over. It's done. Put a fork in I it. am finished. All right. Uh, well, if you enjoyed this, um, absolutely, you're probably going chaos. to hell. <laughs> like, but uh, we're going to talk about hell next week. But if you enjoyed this, give us a five star review uh, anywhere you happen to be listening. If you would like to support us, go to patreon.com slash go home Bible can learn about uh, things get connected with our discord server with all kinds of crazy people that are I'm sure going to speculate about heaven this week wildly uh, wildly speculate it's gonna be a good time anything else to plug Tori mm, I don't know I'm some I'm on Twitter a lot and not on Instagram very much at Tori glass if you want to hang out that's usually where you can uh, find or not find me I'm at Justin D. Gentry on most of the things. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful week. Have have a heavenly week, I'll say, in whatever way that means to you. We'll see you next time. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.